happened to your nose, Giddy? Somebody slammed a bedroom window on it. <laughs> nope. Your wife got excited. She crossed her legs a little too quick. You understand what I mean, pal? Everybody. Hey, so nothing weird just happened off no. mic. No. Not at all. Wait for the bonus episode <laughs> that I released. Of all the re- pre-recording stuff. That will be our, oh, fo- our formal last episode yes. will be all the off-mic conversations mm-hmm. we've had over the last two years. That'll be oh, exciting. Man. Well, anyways. Hey, everybody. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Sunday night on Daylight Saving Time where... Uh, it's March, it's, right? It's 7.30... <laughs> PM feels like 8:30 PM. Both of our bodies are not sure what time it is. It feels like March. Does not feel like March. I don't know. Daylight Why savings time screws me up. 36 next to it. Um Oh, 36 photos. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, they changed how this is formatted. Oh, I haven't looked at it. They must have just done it cuz yeah, I just noticed. This is it. wider. Yeah, it that is. wasn't as wide before. Huh. Well, what uh, podcast? Hi. Yep, podcast. <laughs> Hello. We're at movie number twenty-one 20 on our one. list, kids. Twenty-one. I know. Next week is twenty. Twenty. I'm I very know. excited about. This. I know. And actually, I'm very excited about next week. I am too. I'm overjoyed at next week's Me episode. Too. It's gonna be exciting. Oh, I can't go to Target to pick up the movie for next week's episode because I'm dressed like an idiot and I'm not going yeah, out in you public are. any more than I already did today. <laughs> More like athletic capris and no and, socks and, and moccasins. moccasins. <laughs> like a Calvin Klein fall coat. To which case, I look so stupid. As you pointed out, I'm standing next to you wearing like... A fleece a, and gloves and a hat and a jacket. And you I'm, know, what clothing people actually wear in, in the November. States. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. You keep drinking that. Yep. Chug it. Great idea. <laughs> I took a sip. There's no Coke left in it. It's like here. It's separated. Mm. Well, uh, it does taste like vanilla Coke now. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's uh, number 21 on our list, kids, is Chinatown from 1974. Rated R, two hours and 10 minutes. It is a drama mystery thriller, an 8.3 out of 10 with an 86 Metascore. Our last couple movies have had Metascores. Roger Ebert gave it a four four star out of four as well, which completely deserves it, mm -hmm. by the way. Jeff and I commented on the fact that we have yes. noticed in the last couple episodes, maybe not several, but at least the last couple, we haven't really said whether we've liked the movie or not, and I think it's kind of because it's been implied. We're in the top, almost top 20. Yes. It's going to be rare that we dislike a movie. You know, like, you make the I'm com- sure there's going to be one or two more we may be iffy on. We might be iffy. But, but not, it's- like, full out. We might respect it, but not maybe like it. Right, right. Like, it's... We're we're at that point, and you know, and it's not it's not because we're just kind of like being loose about these and not really caring that much anymore. No, we, we do, care because I mean I'm thoroughly enjoying all the movies we're watching. Excuse me. It's just that it's yeah. If unless we hate the movie, yep. Just You're assume not gonna we like it. Yep. Like I mean, honestly, this was a great movie. Oh my god, it was. I never film. seen. I don't think either one of us no. have ever seen it, and we both really liked it. No, I I loved this movie. It was a really really good crime noir mm-hmm. kind of yeah, it's a school. it's a film noir yep, yep. one of the reviews noir. even says capturing the true spirit of film noir yeah it reminded me of like maltese falcon it reminded me of double, double indemnity, indemnity. Yep. it reminded me of those movies yep. it flat out was that style of film mm-hmm. which i mean i guess maybe that's why um 
John Huston was attracted to it because yeah. it basically was the type of movie that he was so good mm-hmm. at directing. So, I mean, I know he didn't direct it, but he was in it. But he did. The Maltese Falcon, yeah. Treasure Sierra Madre, African King. Yeah. Queen. Queen. Sorry. <laughs> it's right below The Man Who Would Be King. Ah. Uh... He's also in the uh, remake of Casino Royale. Really? Yeah. He's, the, right, uh, th- he's right there. The, uh, the, the original... Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Not the remake, the original. Sorry, yes, the original. I was going to say, I thought he died in the 80s. Sorry, the comedy version. The comedy one, yes. With Peter Sellers. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the summary, I actually have a cute summary (gasps) for this. Marking that sucker. Yep. (laughs) A private detective hired to expose an adulterer finds himself caught up in a web of deceit, corruption, and murder. My cutesy summary is in a film in which Jack Nicholson gets the crap beat out of him this is true. on a constant basis. He he uh, he likes to fight a lot yeah, in this movie. Apparently. Um directed by Roman Polanski, written by Robert Town and Roman Polanski. One. Yeah, one. I haven't done that in a while. I know. I mean, you've yawned, you've counted, I haven't counted. And this film is starring Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, John Huston. Um that's kind of really Roman Polanski's in it. Uh, the the um the manager uh, from Rocky yes James Hong who's a um whom we discussed chi- last week Japanese American Chinese American he is he's done so much crap that people have recognized yeah people you know he's like, from we Minnesota that. but I think he's of um he's of an Asian descent I'm just not sure which one. Then we can leave it. At You'd that. be interested to know he unsuccessfully unaudi- auditioned for the part of Sulu on Star Trek. Really? He would have been a good Sulo, too. He already... Mm-hmm. He would have been. Yeah, he yep. would have. He was in Blade Runner. Yep. Kung Fu Panda and Mulan. Wayne's World 2. Yep. Gan is where I know him from. Yep. I know we mentioned it before, but that's where I know him from. <laughs> well, awesome. He's awesome. An, yes, he's just an Asian American. That's what I was... That was the term I was looking for and I couldn't think of. Should we discuss where this movie's at on the list, or should we save it for, like, Let's final Let's save it for our discussion at the end. Okay. Because I... I mean, I have some trivia, but not a lot... Of interesting trivia. Okay. Well, let me do awards. Okay. Uh, awards. This film had 11 Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. And 33 additional award nominations. The Oscars that it was nominated for and won. Okay. Because it's won. Was Best Writing Original Screenplay. Why does INDB give me two? What was the other one? I counted only one. Oh, uh, sorry. Oscar winner for best writing, comma, original oh, comma, screenplay. Yes, I yes. missed the comma. Sorry, no, I was like, I thought I read through the list. No. So it won for best writing, original screenplay. Yep. Totally warranted. Very well done. Yes. We were trying. I have a trivia fact about the script. And then I, crap, I forgot to look this up. Oh, no. I was going to look up to see who it lost to. Oh, okay. Uh, We've got time. 1974. I looked that one up. No, that's not it. It's not that one. No, it's not that one. It's not it. It's the next one. It's the 47th Academy Awards. I was going to look this up just so I could uh, have it ready. And uh, look at me. I... Oh, no, that makes sense. Never mind. What? <laughs> okay. So it's here's the Oscars it was nominated for, but did not win. Okay. Best Picture. Yep. Best Actor in a Leading Role yep. for Jack Nicholson. I saw Nicholson. what movie lost Best Picture to. Best Actress in a Leading Which Role. Which I think we for... talked about on that episode. Yep. Best Actress in a Leading Role, Faye okay. Dunaway. Best Director for Roman Polanski. Best Cinematography. Best Art Direction slash Set Direction. Mm-hmm. Best Costume Design. Jeez. Best Sound. Costume Design, I'll buy into. Best Film Editing. Best Music. Original Dramatic Score. Okay. So it basically was nominated for 
everything that is important. Yeah, all the things. All the things. So now, who did it lose to? Which, yes, you are correct. The we have Godfather already discussed part this. Two. It lost to The Godfather Part 2 for Best Picture, Best Director, um, what was the other one? Uh, there was one more that it lost it to. It at least lost it to those two. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me just say that much. Uh, best Art Direction. Because um, then it lost to, like, the Great Gatsby for Best Costume Design, okay. which is not really fair because that basically it was it lost to another movie from the 1930s or that was styled in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. So it was like all this. It's probably the same. Uh, oh, no, it wasn't. It was actually different uh, costume designers. So say it's probably the same people uh, lost to Godfather for Best Dramatic Score. It <laughs> um, Jack Nicholson lost to Art Carney for what? Harry and Tonto. I do not know that movie. I do not know that movie either. But he, uh, Jack Nicholson was up against uh, Dustin Hoffman and Al Pacino for Best Actor. And then uh, Faye Dunaway lost to Ellen Burstyn for Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore. Okay. Um, so. Okay, and the film was entered into the National Film Registry in 1991. So Chinatown. Oh, good! Chinatown was always that movie that I never knew like, I saw it, but I thought it was a completely different film than, like, in my head, I pictured it as a different film. Mm-hmm. So now that, I, now that I've seen it, and now that I know what it was trying to be, and I think also now that I've personally, part of me, because I've been out to L.A., I've seen a couple of these locations. It's so it's also like, oh, yeah, okay, I know where that's at. Right. That, um... I, it, the awards that it was nominated for, completely understandable. Yeah. Like, it was well-deserving of any of those nominations. Which is just cool. But it went up against The Godfather. It, basically, part if The Godfather two. Part 2 had not been released that year, it, it probably would have won, won yeah. a lot of those awards Agreed. that it lost to. Because the other films that it was up against weren't as big of films. The Great Gatsby was up there, but Great Gatsby yeah. didn't get a ton of awards either. So. I feel like your candle, the ambiance of the candle is making me more sleepy. Don't blow it out, though. I like it. No, it was because it was flickering all nicely over. Now it's just being, it's just there. But it was all flickering all night. It's just making me sleepy. People at home can't tell, but the candle is just directly next to the can, microphone. Candle like right next to the microphone. 5,000 candles in the, the wind. wind. Jess, I'm watching a lot of Parks and Rec. <laughs> You'll notice this if you listen to the last couple episodes in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Bah! That's going to be stuck in my head. Ron now. Swanson is it my gets spirit animal. stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> it's okay, because Liz Lebman is my spirit animal, so there's that. <laughs> all right, so Yeah, when you, you finish Parks and Rec, then watch 30 Rock. I, I might as well, because I'm 16. I episode, still need to finish 30 Rock. I'm, six, I'm on the 16th episode of season four of Parks okay. and Rec, so it's like I'm... you still got two more seasons. I still have two more, but the rate that I'm going, yesterday I watched like eight episodes. Yeah. I binge-watched eight of them, because I'm in love with the show that much. Yep. Yeah. So and I'm totally going to watch more so I couldn't get to sleep the other night. I think it was Friday morning. I couldn't get back to sleep. It was at like five. I couldn't get back to sleep. And so this. I threw on the fight and <laughs> fell back asleep. Speaking of, hold on. Talk about something for a second. So uh, I hope everybody enjoyed our Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was. Uh, and if you don't buy into our theory on The Shining, that's fine. No, we've discussed our theory with some other people. Excuse some me. Some people that was agree. Rude. Some people don't. But, my uh, phone wasn't, my alarm wasn't set ah. for tomorrow and I was going to oversleep. But uh, hopefully, you know, you know, that was our, you know, the sad thing as we discussed before, that was our final Halloween special. Yeah. Aww. And then we're going to have one more Christmas special, which is Yay! exciting, but then it'll also be our final Aww. Christmas special. Aww. 
Unless we're like weirdos and we do bonus Halloween and Christmas specials after we're done. No, because Lord knows what we'll actually be doing in, the, I know. in a year from now. That's Well, no, I mean like we'll record them in yeah. April and then I'll just schedule them to be released. On that would be so weird. So that way you guys have subscribed to the show. The show's ended five months prior uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you get a random Halloween episode mm-hmm. from us. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> It's odd to think of the show ending because, like, all the podcasts I listen to, with the exception of James Bonding, which they are dragging out like yes, nobody's business, like, will never end. No. This show, and we knew that going into the show. Yeah. This show had a finite number of episodes. Out. Well, the thing was, at the time we started it, we were like, oh, it's two and a half years from now. What does it matter? But, yeah. And it's... Oh, God, we've been doing this for almost two years? Yeah, almost two years in January. Shit, dude. Two years, almost once a week. Yeah. For almost for almost two, two years. years. Yeah. It's been a year and a half every week. It's wow. Nuts. Reality we if we like if we didn't have lives, we could have blown through this, this oh, yeah. list in like six there months. There were occasions in the summer when we did watch two in a week mm-hmm. to put ourselves ahead to of the To put ourselves game. ahead. Now we're s- scrambling to be on time. But we still Oops. released those once a week. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't like, oh we'll release three episodes this week. Oh we we'll right. do two next week. We always maintain that. So it's it's we yeah. done. We done good. We done good there, Tonto. Yep. Don't know why I called you Tonto. It's okay. You can call me Tonto. All right. Well, I'm gonna call you Tonto now. Okay. Sometimes I call Colin Carl. So. <laughs> there was a comic about Carl. Carl is the the vampire bat who ate too much and oh, he can't. Because yes. Colin, I was making bat noises one day. I was mm-hmm. just going like bats fluttering, and Colin went. Like, he couldn't do it. I'm like, is that, like, the fat bat that, like, can't fly? And we named him Carl. And so, yeah. Carl! No, sometimes Carl and I just go, come on, Carl. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, inside jokes. Mm Mm-hmm. No one cares about that. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Is it time for my trivia now? It is time for your trivia. I'm so tired right now. blow through your trivia, I'll blow through mine, and we'll end the episode. No, I like our episodes. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Say goodnight, CK Dexter Haven. (laughs) Just confuse people. Okay. I want to do that one of these times. I really do. Just cut it. <laughs> just just come in going, hey everybody, so this is the movie we watched, and good night everybody, goodbye! goodbye. And that's the end of the episode. I want to do it. Okay. I want to do it. <laughs> Our last episode yep. falls around April Fool's Day. Can we do that? That would be Our epic. last movie on the list, or is that Ben-Hur? Uh, I think our last movie on the list okay. falls around April Fool's Day. I want to do that. I'll change what the number one movie is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something completely shitty. Killer clowns from outer space. I'm so glad we're (laughs) discussing this on the podcast. Uh, No one will remember by then. It's a while away. I don't remember. Are you kidding me? I know. You could remember what we were going to do for the Christmas episode. I think it was your stupid idea. It was. Okay. You guys are going to love that episode so much. All right. It's going to be entertaining. At one point, Roman Polanski and Jack Nicholson got into such a heated argument that Polanski smashed Nicholson's portable TV with a mop. Nicholson used to watch, used the TV to watch the LA Lakers basketball games and kept stalling shooting. He still goes to the Laker games. Yeah, he does. Yes, he he? does. I keep seeing pictures of him there, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? <laughs> the Chinatown screenplay is now regarded as being one of the most perfect screenplays and is now a main teaching point in screenwriting seminars and classes. I want to know why. Like, I'm curious to know. I, I want to look into that. I want to see Were you ever confused it. at any point during this no, movie? No, I, I think wasn't. that's why. Is it because like there's, there's the right amount of exposition? Mm-hmm. There's the right amount of, like, Set up and, and background. Intrigue. Yeah. Yep. 
The scene where Roman Polanski slits Jack Nicholson's nose, because Roman Polanski is the guy with the knife, um, was extremely complex to film, and the two men involved got so tired of explaining how it was done by using a specially constructed knife with a short hinge that would be safe as long as it was handled very carefully. They, they, that they, they began, they, that they began to claim that Nicholson's nose was actually cut. <laughs> At the time of filming, Jack Nicholson had just embarked on his long-standing relationship with Angelica Houston. This made his scenes with her father, John Houston, rather uncomfortable, especially as the only time Angelica was on set was the day they were filming the scene where Noah Cross interrogates Nicholson's character with Mr. Geddes, Did You Sleep With My Daughter? Uh, writer Robert Town was originally offered $125,000 to write a screenplay for The Great Gatsby, but Town felt he could, couldn't better the F. Fit, Scott Fitzgerald novel and accepted $25,000 to write his own story, Chinatown, instead. After several takes that never looked quite right, Faye Dunaway told Jack Nicholson to actually slap her. He did, and the scene is in the movie. Oh, that looked real. Yeah. Which is nuts. This is the last movie Roman Polanski filmed in the United States. This film was the first of a planned trilogy, and therefore Jack Nicholson turned down all detective roles he was offered so that he, the only detective he would play would be Jack Geddes. Giddies? Giddies? They kept Giddies. calling him Getz. Yeah, it's Giddies. Giddies, yeah. It's G-I-T-T-E-S. Well, they kept calling him Gitz or yeah. Gites. Yeah, yeah. He kept pronouncing it as mm-hmm. Geddes or Giddies. Yeah. Faye Dunaway and Roman Polanski were notorious for their onset arguments. During filming, filming, Polanski pulled out some strands of Dunaway's hair. Jeez. So he pulled her hair. Roman Polanski said that staying true to the tradition of Raymond Chandler's detective stories, he shot the whole movie from the perspective of the main character. Uh, Robert Houghton wrote the screenplay with Jack Nicholson in mind. Uh, Roman Polanski eliminated Jake's voiceover narration, which was written in the script, and filmed the movie so that the audience discovered the clues at the same time that Jake did. Which is nice, because you also ru- you also run that risk of, well, even if he is the detective, you don't know if he survives to the end of the film. Right. So if he has a narration, he obviously lives. Like, that whole little yeah. thing. According to Roman Polanski's autobiography, he was outraged when he got the first back of dailies back from the lab. Due to the success of The Godfather, producer Robert Evans had ordered the lab to give this movie a reddish look. Polanski demanded that the film be corrected. Hmm. Screenwriter Robert Town based his famous exchange of Evelyn asking, what did you do in Chinatown? And Jake's response as as little as possible was a joke. Um, the LAPD officer friend of town told him this was because there were so many different Chinese dialects floating around that an Anglo cop would only get himself in trouble by misinterpreting anything said by the Chinese residents. Uh, despite lobbying Robert Evans and Jack Nicholson for the chance to direct the film, when he finally landed the gig, Roman Polanski started having second thoughts. The thought of returning to Los Angeles where his wife, Sharon Tate had been brutally murdered four years earlier was too overwhelming for him. Because, yeah, yeah. Ron Polanski was married to Sharon Tate when Charles Manson's groupies killed her and the baby. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Faye Dunaway's distinct look was inspired by Roman Polanski's memories of his mother, who was in the pre-World War II era, and would fashionably wear penciled-on eyebrows and have her lipstick shaped in the form of a Cupid's bow. So that's why she looked like that? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, if you do not cover it, I, I, I have a piece of trivia okay. regarding... The part two 
of the trilogy. Well, I was just going to say this was the first film of a planned trilogy about corruption mm-hmm. in the development of Los Angeles. The film was it was set in the 1930s and it was about water the water department. The second film, The Two Jakes, yep. was set in the 1940s and it was about the gas company. The third tr- film of the trilogy was about build the building of the massive freeway system and was to be called Cloverleaf, named after the famous interchange in downtown LA, but was never filmed. However, certain elements, like the building of a massive freeway by a corporation called Cloverleaf, were eventually incorporated into Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit, Rabbit from 1988, which took a fantastic comedic view of this material, but also functioned as a detective story. So basically, you could argue that Who Framed Roger Rabbit is part three to this trilogy. Kind of, yeah. You, in some weird, twisted mm-hmm. way. And I that agree. Eddie Valiant is Jake. Aww. Yes, I know. Bob Hoskins. So sad. I played Valiant and Valiant. The day he died. And oh, yeah, that did. is my favorite piece of music mm-hmm. from any almost any movie. That beats like the theme from Back to the Future. I love that piece of music. Is it still Alan Silvestri? Yeah. I also have a huge crush on Alan yeah, Silvestri. You do. Alan Silvestri and Danny Elfman are my two musical crushes. And mine's um James Newton Howard or Howard Shore. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. There you go. I love Hans Zimmer too, don't get me wrong. The movie's line, Forget It Jake, it's Chinatown, was voted as the number seventy four movie quote by the American Film Institute. Um, In the original script, no scenes took place in Chinatown at all. The enigmatic title stands for failure, bad luck, and being out of your depth in something you don't understand. Apparently there was supposed to be a happy ending, too. Yep, I'm getting there. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of, like, production stuff that's not interesting, like, you know, about, like, the producers and whatnot. I was trying to figure out why... The movie, like I want, I, I'm looking up like the whole like teaching courses. Like, this is number two on the AFI's list of the ten greatest films in the genre mystery. Which I think we looked that up, didn't we? I think no, we looked it up for Double Indemnity. What I was don't it? Know. AFI's list. Though? AFI's list of mystery. I feel like we looked. Rance Howard, who played the role of an angry farmer at the council meeting who has all the sheep, mm-hmm. is the father of famed actor and director Ron Howard and his character actor brother. Clint, Clint Howard. Howard. That's not in the trivia fact. I added that because yes. I don't think Clint should be ignored. No, Clint should not be ignored. I think Clint does more work than Ron does at Sometimes, this point. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's not all like Oscar nominating films, but it's Clint still does all the crazy things. The original script was over 180 pages. Uh, speaking of which, the link to the complete script is on the uh, Ghost Hat page. Oh, good. For this episode. So go find that kid. Because I found it just now when I was looking for it. So This was the 15th biggest grossing film of 1974. Two? Yeah, no, it's like four it's or five. Four? I haven't been paying attention. Catherine Mulray is raised... This is spoilers, by the way. Spoilers. Is raised believing that Evelyn Mulray is her sister, but is later revealed that Evelyn is her mother, or rather both her mother and her sister. Shortly after the film was released, Jack Nicholson discovered that the woman who he believed... Who he was raised to believe was his sister was, in fact, his mother. Ah. Weird. Roman Polanski has said that the dark ending of the film was a result of his own despair following the murder of his wife. Robert Town originally intended to have a happy ending. However, during pre-production, Roman Polanski and Town argued over it, with Polanski insisting on a tragic ending. Polanski run the argument, and when the picture was re-released in 1999, Town admitted that he had been wrong. That Town was wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. And according to Faye Dunaway, um, 
Evelyn's eye wound is meant to parallel the story of Oedipus, who blinded himself after realizing his marriage was incestuous. Miss Dunaway had to fight to keep this in the film. When there was a problem getting the makeup prosthetics, the filmmakers wanted to change where Evelyn would be shot. That is my last trivia fact. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> I'm reading online for some people commenting regarding this film being the mm-hmm. screenplay being one of the best screenplays. Yeah. Somebody's talking about that they had a film lecturer whose only critici- criticism of Chinatown is that it was just too flawless. Mm-hmm. All the elements of the plot fit together incredibly well, i.e. everything that is introduced has a place. The stakes are raised naturally and seamlessly fit with the tone of the film. As such, it is a film that is too good to be an exercise in a genre B films that had films that were full of plot holes, dead ends, and poor plotting. Basically, what's being said is, as we discussed, everything that happens in this film happens for a reason and connects to the overall story arc perfectly. There is nothing that was forced or shoehorned in or anything along those lines. So, um, Also, quick, 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 quick side note. Uh, yes, The Two Jakes, made in 1990 with Jack Nicholson, is part two to this. Yeah. So I'm very now now very curious to see what part two is. Right. I, wa- I almost want to watch that movie. But they said it was it was kind of panned. It, had a, it has a 56 out of 100 for a medic score. Interesting. So it's not bad, right. but it's also not obviously as good as this one. Um, and then finally, you mentioned the, uh, the top 10 mystery films. Mm-hmm. Maybe we didn't do this. I feel like we... I don't know if we did. I feel like we did. Um, number 10, mm-hmm. in case we didn't, we'll run through it real quick. Number 10, The Usual Suspects. Love that movie. It's a great film. Number I've nine... I've never seen it. Oh, you have to I see it. I know, I know. It's a great movie. Benicio Del Toro. It's got Baldwin in it. Ooh. It's got Kevin Spacey in it, which oh, automatically duh. makes it amazing. Uh, number nine, Dial M for Murder. Yep. Number eight, Blue Velvet. Okay. We didn't do this list, I don't think. Number seven, North by Northwest. Nice. Number six, The Maltese Falcon. Nice. Number five, The Third Man. Okay. Number four, Laura. Number three, Rear Window. Yeah, slow Rear Window. Number two is Chinatown. Yep. And number one, Vertigo. Nice. Lots of Jimmy Stewart um, on there. <clears throat> lots of Jimmy Stewart. Um, Was Laura, is Laura not a... Uh... No, Rebecca's a Hitchcock. Oh, Otto. Okay. That's what it was. Rebecca, not Laura. Yeah, it's Rebecca. That's, I, Rebecca. So, okay. Well. <clears throat> I did chug that last drink. My throat is nearly gone. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have a cold. It's also, we're experiencing a pretty severe weather change yeah. here in Wisconsin. Because I'm all, I'm all stuffed up and junk, too. stuffy. All right. I would really like to be sick one day this week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm at that point in the semester where it's like, a sick day would be, be really nice. nice. All right. But so, I have to work my other job, too. Stuffing things with Jeff. Yeah. I have one this week. Okay. Just one? Just one. Because I couldn't think of anything funny to say. So here it is. A strange boy on a horse in the middle of the LA River. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not strange at all. All right, so (laughs) that was all I could come up with. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, Inflation Nation, however. Inflation Nation. Inflation Nation. We took 1937. You have not, and which I figured was good to do it. Uh, 1937 was the year that the movie took place in. Not obviously when it was filmed, but that's when the story takes place. So that's the year that we went off of. All right, here we go. $8.1 million was the cost to build the dam. That is the equivalent of $133.8 million nowadays. Slight inflation. Just a little bit. The two cents, which was the cost of the paper newspaper, is the equivalent to thirty-three cents for nowadays. 
$55 was the cost per day to hire Jake and his associates. He said $35 for him plus $20 for his associates, so I just grouped it together. That's $909 a day. That's pretty damn good for three people, mind you. $5,000 was the amount that Mrs. Mulray offered to pay JJ to figure the whole thing out mm-hmm. as like a bonus or like an incentive, basically. That's the equivalent to $82,600. So that's a nice little incentive. Uh, $110 was the amount that Noah Cross offered JJ to find the missing girl. That's uh, the equivalent to $1,818 with $10,000 as the amount in the bonus. Mm-hmm. That's the equivalent to $165,000. So he was basically offering to double whatever right. she offered. So, uh, $30 million was how much more the land in the valley would be worth if it was irrigated. Right. Compared to, based upon what they bought. That's mm-hmm. the equivalent to $480 million. Jeez. That is why they were doing it, was because it was going to jack up the value of the land. Mm-hmm. And as, again, spoilers, as Cross was saying, you irrigate the land, now everyone's going to want to move there. To have crops or to, you know, to have, you know, yeah. just to have water, natural water and all that stuff. So that's bringing L.A. to the valley, mm-hmm. which completely logical plan. Yeah. You know, it's devious, but it's logical. And then finally, $10 million was is the minimum amount that Cross is worth in uh, monetary value. Right. Uh, that's the equivalent to $165 million. So Cross, very well-to-do man and... Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. That is all that I have for Inflation Nation. I missed two of these. I heard him saying the money, and I couldn't. Right. I couldn't remember what it was. So I wasn't gonna try That's to. That's okay. You did a it. good job. So I hit a lot of other ones though. That makes me happy. That's a good job. So, um, final thoughts regarding the movie. Where it's at on the list. Um. Based upon other. Based upon other. Crime noir mystery movies on this I list we've watched. It's th- Do you think this needs to be higher? No, it dropped two places, and I think I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm fine where it is on the list because I think it is a really good movie. But yeah, I understand. Should it be higher than like the Maltese Falcon or double, or at least double? We should do a double indemnity because I feel like double I indemnity is closest to this film. Like. Double indemnity. I feel like okay. I I feel like Chinatown is good where it is on the list, Mm -hmm. but I feel like double indemnity needs to be higher on the list. Do you think it needs to be? I feel like Maltese Falcon and Double Indemnity, which are like two spaces apart from each other, I think need to flip flop. That's my thoughts. Okay, let me check the list. Because at this point, I forgot where they're at. Uh, let's see. You were like halfway Yeah, through. Double Indemnity and Maltese Falcon are separated by one movie. They're separated by Apocalypse Now. And as we discussed on the Maltese, on the Double Indemnity episode, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, no, Double Indemnity is above Maltese Falcon. He's above Falcon. it. Yeah. It's 29. Yeah, and Double Indemnity went up and Maltese went down. So, yeah, I think, and I'm looking at the movies in between. I actually don't know if Chinatown should be that far up. If it maybe should be knocked down a couple, Do you think I it feel needs like to be Mr. Smith goes. Noon? Yeah, I feel like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. should be above Chinatown. They should. I think they should flip spots. So now, why do you believe this movie is higher than some of those other ones? Then that's a good question that we discuss. I feel because this movie, this list is almost ten years old. Mm-hmm. It's what it was made because it was two thousand seven. So what, it's seven what? years old. Yeah, this list is. Yeah, I feel like times have changed a little bit. And I feel like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington being higher would make... I know that's not what you asked me, but mm-hmm. I feel like 
it speaks, I think it again speaks to our country. Because it's a very patriotic Yeah, and it's, it kind of, yeah, like shows that, I don't know. I also am very biased because I liked Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I mean, obviously this movie, we understand why it's on the list because it's also... A big, it's a great movie. It's a great movie, and it's a snapshot of a part of I think, our history, like a modern American history. I think it's so high up on the list because of the how exemplary of an example it is of writing. Mm-hmm. I think an exemplary example is redundant, but yeah. You also don't think it's biased because it takes place in Los Angeles and the AFI headquarters is in Los Angeles? No. <laughs> I don't. Um, actually, one of the houses... I know you're joking, but... I am joking. One of the houses that they filmed at, it was about... I, well, I was looking it up. Oh, also, on the website, you can find a link to uh, a website for this movie's 40th anniversary, which was this June, this yeah. last June, uh, did a guide to all the filming locations. And it's an interactive map that you can click on to see the different films. So mm-hmm. there's a link on the page, on the Ghost Tap page for this. But uh, I think one of the locations that they filmed at was about, like, Six blocks away from where the actual AFI, the actual Film right. Institute's location is, where I took the pictures uh, earlier in April. So just, uh, it's I think it's kind of cool. It's it's definitely filmed all over the place in LA, but no, that's not my point. Um, so where it's at on the list is, uh, you think it needs to be lower, a little lower, like a couple of clicks, not a lot. I'm trying to think. I just I. No, actually, I take that back. I don't think it should be lower. I think it's good where it is. This is like this is the last like crime drama, meh, or like uh, not me or uh, sorry noir. I gotta I gotta. Specify I see. Yeah, that. I think it is the last because there's no well, other. What's the searchers? Uh, Vertigo is the other mystery. Yeah, that we have. What's the searchers? I don't know. We what talk that is. about every time we run across it, we never know what it is because I've I've never. Uh, Western. Okay. That's a John Wayne film. We have one John Wayne movie on this entire list. City Lights is Chaplin, correct? Chaplin. The General is... It's going to be another war movie. Okay. On the Waterfront. 1927. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. The General is Buster Keaton. I'm like, I thought it was a comedy. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that is... Well, I guess you can call Casablanca noir. That's true. So Casablanca is technically the last one. Okay. I'm excited so, for the rest so, of this list. Okay, so, but see, like, Casablanca would be an original, actual film noir. Yes. Whereas whereas Chinatown is a film noir mm-hmm. filmed in the 70s. Right. While still getting the noir vibe from uh, from it. So, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm glad we watched it. I love that I like this movie. I would recommend it if you've never seen I it. I agree. You, 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 you kind of should have to you, watch it. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's just, Ow. it's a, I mean, yeah, you said what, it was two hours, two hours and... Two hours and ten minutes. It moves fairly well, you know, just give it some, give it some time. There's some mm-hmm. weird stuff that actually happens in it, or stuff that I did not see coming. Like, I was trying to predict what was happening, and it has a nice, like, added Oh, level. yeah, and we were totally wrong about what happened, oh, so yeah. that was kind of nice. I, I was, I was like, nope, this is exactly what's going to happen. This is, this and is we what's going to need, and we were, we were pleasantly surprised that and we wrong, were wrong, so that was cool. So, all right, well, is there anything else you want to say regarding this movie? I do not. Lindsay, we have reached number, number 20. 20. Next week is 20. We have 20 I'm really, really excited for the next movie. And again, as we've stated before... I'm going to cry the next movie. Technically, next week's episode was supposed to be released on the 1st, 
but we purposely kind of with with, with Robin Williams passing, yep. and then with our Halloween episode, we pushed it back so that way the next episode would be released in the middle of November, a little closer to the holidays. Because Lindsay, yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay, Jeff, what is next week's episode? Next movie we're watching on our list is "It's a Wonderful Life" from 1946. Mm. I'm so excited! I might vomit. I hate this movie. You do not hate this movie. No one hates this movie. It's possible people hate this movie. I'm sure people do I hate do it. not hate this movie. No, this movie is usually one of the... <sighs> this movie is usually the last Christmas movie I watch every year. I'm buying it this year. Mm-hmm. I buy, like, one movie every Christmas that I don't own mm-hmm. for Christmas. What did I buy last year? One of the last ones. Maybe I didn't buy anything last year. I generally do. I buy, like, one movie I don't have in my collection a year. I don't have It's a Wonderful Life. There's two We movies. have it taped on a tape. <laughs> There's two movies I alternate with. It's a Wonderful Life is one of them. Mm. I still say... And it's not... It wasn't on either one of our top ten lists for Christmas because we disqualified it because, because it's on it the list. Because it was on this list. Plus it would be on our list anyway. That's just kind of a duh. Well, yeah, that one was... It, it was kind of just like, um... Obviously. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Obviously. God. Um, yeah. I, uh... I don't... I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what's going to happen next week, honestly. I'm going to (laughs) cry. I always cry. Because it's like, I, this movie, I, I could probably, because I've seen it so many times and I love the movie to death, I will probably have a bunch of um, stuff and things, I feel like, because I know it so well that I'll be able to make fun of it. Mm-hmm. But it's because it's a loving making fun, not a, like, prodding, oh, this is so stupid. Which, really, no movies on this list, for or no movies in, on this show for, like, the last 40 episodes right. have been movies I'm making fun of because they're stupid. So, but yeah, well, I look forward to next week. It's going... I really do, too. I have... I, I, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Hmm. I look forward. Lindsay will be crying. The episode will start with her in mid-tears. Pretty much. And it will just be ridiculous. (laughs) But just think, it's not the last Jimmy Stewart movie. No, it's not. I know. One more. A couple more episodes, but still. Well, with Mm. that, kiddos. It's all uphill from here, kids. Yay! It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Good night, Radio Rahim. Say good night, CK Dexter Haven. Never. Get off the boat, man. man. Never get off the boat, man. man. Jack Nicholson, can we just quickly discuss that he's crazy? Crazy amazing, but he's so crazy. He's got that look yeah, in his right? eyes. That, yep. Much like in The Shining, where I, I feel like if I look at him, He's secretly just picturing me being mm-hmm. brutally murdered in front of him, and he's happy yeah, about pretty it. pretty much. Can we just put that on the record? Yeah. Yes, we can. If Jack Nicholson is listening to this, please do not actually come to my house and murder me. <sighs> Looking at gift sets from It's a Wonderful Life on Tumblr. We are talking about two different topics. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. That's, that's literally how we're going to end the episode. Do do.
This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>